0: From the horse capital of the world, the great city of Lexington, Kentucky, welcome to Red Barn Radio. Wherever in the world you're listening, join us as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. Tonight, Red Barn Radio presents a concert performance with J.R. Miller and the Engine Lights. Coming up on Red Barn Radio. Red Barn Radio was brought to you with the financial support of VisitLex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? VisitLex is on the web at visitlex.com. We're more than just bluegrass. Lex Arts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. We'd like to thank Sims Pizzeria and Soda Fountain for supplying food each week for our musical guests and volunteers. Chef Greg Scott and Sims Pizzeria and Ice Cream Parlor is located just minutes from Lexington in historic Wilmore, Kentucky. For more information, see Sims Pizzeria and Soda Fountain on Facebook. Listen Locally, working in concert to encourage everyone to embrace any opportunity to listen locally and engage with each other in a variety of shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. You can learn more about Listen Locally on Facebook, Instagram, and at listenlocally.net. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort & Spa is Red Barn Radio's guest accommodation partner. Providing hotel accommodations for our musical guests, the Griffin Gate Marriott Resort & Spa is the ideal choice for your next visit to Lexington, Kentucky. Accuprint provides printed programs each week for our audience members. For all your printing needs, Accuprint is on the web at accuprint.us. Good evening. I'm Eric Hess. Welcome
1: to Red Barn Radio, now in our 17th broadcast season. And tonight is Red Barn Radio's 634th live concert performance. Tonight, we present J.R. Miller and the Engine Lights. John grew up in Hedgesville, a rural town in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. It has been said his music is a mix of dirty country and an Appalachian string band, raw and real, the right style to give the music the type of grime it deserves. John weaves his stories of struggle and survival with poetic wit, honesty, and abandon, and a palpable authenticity. Please welcome J.R. Miller and the Engine Lights to the Red Barn stage.
2: and shoes. Lay low, but if you're lucky enough just to witness the way she moves over the floor, might see that she ain't of this world. Might see something you can't. mistreat her There were a few to whom she gave the chance But she'll never take a ring on her finger now All she ever loved was the
1: dance Here's Red Barn Radio's own Brad Becker talk to John and the band. Take it away, Brad.
3: Hey, thanks, Eric. Is it D.C. that is just your birthplace?
4: Yeah, or... so I was, I was born in Silver Spring, Maryland, which is right just outside yeah. of D.C., and uh, I grew up uh, in the eastern panhandle West Virginia.
3: How long after you were out of the, the womb in uh, Maryland did you end up in the eastern panhandle? I was 10. 10, oh, okay. Yeah. So
4: sort of half grew up, half, you know. Yeah. I spent the next, like, 20 years there probably. So.
3: so when you're 10, you're, I guess that's like fifth grade? hmm you're, you're still in elementary school mm-hmm. when you got there. hmm
4: Interesting time. Fifth grade? <laughs> An interesting time to make a switch like that, yeah. It is.
3: Was it traumatic for you to end up in a new place? Was it a place that was very different from the place where you lived until then?
4: Oh, I mostly lived in my room, and that didn't change much. Um. <laughs> Still so went to school every day, and I, I, I probably didn't notice too much of a too much of a difference. It was a little quieter, you know.
3: How come you all moved there?
4: My dad uh worked at a he worked at the hospital in Martinsburg, West Virginia, and that's where we ended up.
3: Uh, what kind of work did he do?
4: You know, if you if you uh, were to ask me now, I'd say that he he worked uh, as in some kind of uh, management position in the emergency room over there. I can't remember exactly, and uh, he's uh, he's retired now. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a while.
3: So. Still, does he still live out there. Yeah, and mom too. Mom living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you go back there?
4: Yeah, I make it back there sometimes. I I moved to Tennessee about two years ago. Uh, I lived in a town called Shepherdstown out there for like m- uh, most of my adult life, um, which is kind of right uh, right along the Potomac sort of uh, near Harbors Ferry
2: when I got nowhere to go I take a trip way down below where everyone is someone you Wicked knees. There's something else beyond the trees where the time is always now. I'm drinking motor oil, and cursing at the setting sun, hoping I find better soil for my deal. taught me about love and truth and she got in my lane She's got a voice to beat the band
3: fond memories of Headsville other than uh, your bedroom (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah I
4: I that was kind of where I first started playing music with with people me and me and buddies when we were just learning our instruments you know we we uh, just starting to learn our instruments we'd, we'd like rent out the local Ruriton halls and church clubs and things like that and um put on our own shows out there, and I got a lot of real good fond memories of doing that.
3: I'm sorry, that was you and whom?
4: Uh, friends of mine, um, just like high school buddies, like first people I'd kind of played in bands with, and we used to just sort of put on our own shows. I think that's how, I imagine that's how most people did uh, when, when you're that age, you know, and then not letting us into bars or anything. So we just put on our own shows and put up flyers around our school and uh, usually got in trouble for that. But.
3: Had you picked up an acoustic guitar you know earlier on in your teens? was that later on? Uh,
4: yeah, actually uh, I actually started teaching myself when I, when I was about 13. I started teaching myself on my, uh, on a, a classical guitar that I found in the in the closet. I don't know how old that thing was. I ended up putting a hole through it accidentally you know stupid kid, but and then mostly played electric guitar with bands until i'd um, probably about 18, I started playing a lot more acoustic. So,
3: You developed this style of playing, which is awesome. For people who say to you they'd kind of like to learn that style of guitar playing, what kind of a musical listening odyssey would you send them on?
4: I first started trying to learn how to how to really finger pick the first time I'd, I heard John Prine. Um, you know, it's a I think that's a big gateway for a lot of folks. I heard John Prine for the first time when I was like 18 and just kind of immediately sort of changed the way that I felt about music and songs. You know, uh, and so that kind of accompaniment seemed to seemed to work pretty well. So I started trying to sort of copycat that. And hopefully I'm doing some other stuff now, but I might just be copycatting <laughs> John Prine. <laughs>
2: I never cared for this city I can't stay away It's too late for survival now What's that anyway? And if you get lonesome In the thick of the crowd My strength soon. For now, hold me tight, and I shall not wander.
3: never the the geeky type to go like, if you like John Prine's guitar playing, then you probably will like. Did you go back and you know, look back into who his influences were and stuff like that?
4: Not his so much. From there, it was it was a lot of it was a lot of songwriters. Like uh, I loved um, Guy Clark, and uh, and his guitar playing is amazing. Everyone down to you know Mississippi John Hurt, and and uh, I went through a real big John Fahey phase, but never. Uh-huh. Never came out with anything. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not sure he did either. Oh, uh, no. did you really get into listen to Fahey a lot? Because I think he's, he's yeah, just yeah, remarkable. And,
4: uh, and and him and sort of. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of a guy named uh, Jack Rose. Uh, yeah, he lived in. Well, I guess he's from Richmond. He lived in Philly. he lived in Philly for a while until uh, he passed. But there's was another guy that sort of like took that took that style of guitar and. And all that I don't do any of that. You know, it's just one of sort of obsessive guitar phases. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: There were Fahey, right? He was the guy who who sort of coined that term, um, American Primitive. Yeah, I think, yeah. right? That's yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a Fahey. That's a Fahey thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of cool that you've followed him. For people who are listening, if you haven't listened to Fahey's catalog it's pretty immense
4: and the live recordings in in addition to the studio stuff there's there's a lot to wade through
2: used to get inspired by dissatisfaction what else could have happened side not a turn
4: worked out a couple of new new songs for this set. This one's pretty new. It's called Old Dance Floor. And it is not about dancing.
0: Coming up, more Red Barn Radio with J.R. Miller and the Engine Lights, recorded live from the Performance Hall at Arts Place in Lexington, Kentucky. We're back with more from J.R. Miller and the Engine Lights after this break. This is Red Barn Radio. Welcome back. Tonight, we're with John Miller and the Engine Lights, recorded live from the Performance Hall at Arts Place in Lexington, Kentucky. This is Red Barn Radio.
2: by the door and down
3: playing is something that you just locked into and that's what you continue to do. Have you sort of played that role as a guitarist in in the other bands that you've played with?
4: Not as much. I mostly just sort of played that when I had to just be the only person on stage, you know. I was just by myself. That was how I tried to fill as much space as I could, but with um, with some of the other bands, I'd like uh, Prison Book Club, I played electric guitar, just sort of Strumming the chords and uh, and sort of the same with the fox hunt, but that was um, uh, more of like a string band played like uh, fiddle tunes and songs in that mm-hmm. vein.
3: You mentioned Guy Clark, and you know I think back to when I became kind of fed up with music in the '80s and found uh, you know Guy Clark playing then Lyle Lovin, Robert Earl mm-hmm. and Towns Vincent. You know it's like that was like a amazing period of music sort of a resurgence of some kind of folk. Do you feel like we're in that again now?
4: Yeah, it's 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 amazing, especially in this region. There's I mean, it's chock, chock full of amazing musicians and artists and songwriters and creative people. You never really get to look at it until you have a few years behind you. To get perspective, but I think it's something pretty special.
3: Yeah, I do too. We're living in a good place at a good time right now. So I'd say so. Yeah. I mean this is a pretty good indicator. Look at this house. This is great. Glad you guys are all here. There's
0: a crack in the
2: altar. Someone spoke through the break times only they saw me falter knowing what was at stake nothing of underneath and the hills move like longs and the river speaks in tongues and i am It's Shenandoah Shaking me down Backslide with foam I saw you trembling All wrapped up in a towel Afraid to go home Sky frozen black Covered my wayward tracks As I left stone sap of recollection bleeds through the grain and hardens the soil flights of temporal affection pours in the vein Loosen the coils. And if I could find a use for things I cannot help but do, I might. Speaks and tongues.
3: Introduce the two Johns and Andy.
4: We got a uh, John Looney here on the mandolin and the electric guitar. Very lucky to have him. Yeah. Over here on the bass we have Andy Brown. He's been on the show before. Oh yeah. And back here on the drums holding it down is Mr. John Clay.
3: And then off to your right is Chloe. Edmondston. Oh. Hey, Chloe, did you start as a violinist? Uh, no,
5: I did not. I started playing uh, old time fiddle, uh, kind of grew up around it. Uh, my mom plays um, and was a clogger, so I. kind ah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I grew up kind of going to old time music festivals and learned from my mom's friends, and uh, then later decided that I wanted to actually nice. learn what the notes were. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> tried to go backwards.
3: <laughs> yeah. And and how is that how has that been? It's a
5: long, long challenge that I'll never fully get, I'm sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you're learning to read music as not read an adult. It, no. Is that what you mean? Or?
5: Uh well not read it, but just uh just trying to you know, play songs like this, you know, old time is very one four five uh and if you ask someone what a note was on the fiddle, I mean, some of them would definitely tell you, but you don't have to know.
3: Where'd, <laughs> <laughs> Where, where'd, you, uh, where'd you grow up? Where are you from?
5: I grew up uh, born in North Carolina in Charlotte and then grew up in outside of Atlanta, Georgia.
3: And how did you and John meet? This John, John Miller. This John?
5: Um, I can go around the circle. This John, um, we kind of met through mutual friends from like Clifftop uh, and West Virginia. And then we didn't really know each other too well, and then uh, my band, Locust Honey, needed a bass player for uh, like a five-week cross-country tour. And we went down the list of people that we knew, and then we started going down the list of people we kind of knew, and John was on that list. (laughs) So, (laughs) and it was great. I couldn't believe he said yes. (laughs) A bunch of girls and him and a band, and we drove to California. And you can't believe he said yes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how could he have said that. yes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we got to know each other real well that trip, and then we went on a bunch of others, and he was pretty much in our band for a while, and then, and then I started playing with him.
2: Never I consider all the things that I've done No consideration for anyone, for anybody Else but me like a future on that interstate, they paid for me. Should have charged double. they gave away for free. Like I could be free. Get away with anything. And your love made me feel like I'm in a Make me
3: done a lot of traveling as a musician, and do you do it year-round?
5: Yes, I have. Um, I did a lot of touring with Locust Honey. Um, that's pretty much the only band i am toured with, really, besides John's. I have, like, you know, odd jobs, work in a restaurant at home, and then when people ask me to tour, I always say you yes. That trumps everything else. I always
3: say, I need several months off. Yeah, because yeah. embedded <laughs> in that question was, do you do other work as well? Yeah,
5: but like, I always only do work that lets me take three months off at a time.
3: Did you ever do college after high school?
5: Uh, I went to a bit of college. I yeah. uh, did yeah a year at Warren Wilson College in Swannanoa, and I did a semester at ETSU in Johnson City. I was in the old time program at ETSU that I got a scholarship. They have a cool bluegrass and old time scholarship there that lets you go for in state. If you guys didn't need to go to college, <laughs> good to know. <laughs>
2: On the map, long night shaking in a stranger's house with a bottle in my. An empty bar On a dark December morning Once a bad food And a pauper's guitar Never heeding any warning I've had friends And I've let my friends down Looking for the rain, i pouring.
3: About your songwriting—is this a topic that you like to to talk with interviewers about? No. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Do you think?
4: I mean, I guess it depends on who it is. I'm totally kidding, by the way. I'd well, I... no. I mean, um, it can be a tricky thing to talk about because, you know, ideally, when you when you write a song, it, it's you kind of hope that it stands for itself and kind of speaks for itself. You know.
3: Are there some songs that you've written that um, really? Resonate with your audience and, and that, that, that surprises you? Man, I'm
4: kind of surprised anytime someone, <laughs> any, when anything resonates, you know, uh, that's it, it feels really good.
2: Don't you wish that you could go back sometime? Don't you wish that you could go back home? Try to remember.
1: I'd like to thank John R. Miller and the Engine Lights for being with us this evening. Thanks to our volunteers for their help with our production each week, especially Lori Campbell, Kate Heinenen, and Matthew Flores. We give a very special thanks to Becky Alfrey for her work with our social media. Thank you all for listening to our webcast, watching us on Facebook Live, and those listening to us on the Red Barn network of stations.
3: We also thank the members of our studio audience for supporting the mission of Red Barn Radio, which strives to present, promote, and preserve the rich musical tradition and artists of this Kentucky region and then share this treasure with the world. Red Barn Radio comes to you live from the Performance Hall at Arts Place in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on all of our guests in our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. Tickets for Red Barn Radio are now available on the web at eventbrite.com, Lexington. Once again,
1: welcome back John R. Miller and the Engine Lights.
0: Radio would like to thank Andy, Chloe, and John, and John and John for being with us tonight. We'd like to thank Sims Pizzeria and Soda Fountain for supplying food each week for our musical guests and volunteers. Chef Greg Scott and Sims Pizzeria and Ice Cream Parlor is located just minutes from Lexington in historic Wilmore, Kentucky. For more information, see Sims Pizzeria and Soda Fountain on Facebook. Listen locally. Working in concert to encourage everyone to embrace any opportunity to listen locally and engage with each other in a variety of shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. You can learn more about Listen Locally on Facebook, Instagram, and at listenlocally.net. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is Red Barn Radio's guest accommodation partner, providing hotel accommodations for our musical guests. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is the ideal choice for your next visit to Lexington, Kentucky. AcuPrint provides printed programs each week for our audience members. For all your printing needs, AccuPrint is on the web at AcuPrint.us. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. Red Barn Radio's line producer and booking manager is Warren Cobb. We also thank our volunteers. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You can attend a Red Barn Radio concert in person. You'll find performance dates and times at redbarnradio.com. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. For more information on the band, they're on the web at wookoutamerica.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be here again on this station next week at this same time as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. I'm the voice of Red Barn Radio, Tom Brown. Red Barn Radio is brought to you with the financial support of Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information, Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. We're more than just bluegrass. LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. Red Barn Radio is a production of Red Barn Radio, LLC.